Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Out to the Brown and Crippen Celebrity Line to be joined by our friend and the voice of the blues, Chris Kerber. You can follow him on Twitter at Chris Kerber. You'll also hear him on the call tonight for the Blues versus the Washington Capitals. Alex will have pregame for that starting at five. Curbs will be on the call starting at six o'clock. Curbs, we appreciate the time as always, man. How you doing today? Man, I'm doing good. Just hanging out in Washington, DC, uh, watching a little basketball and getting ready for a hockey game. You can't beat it, Curbs. You really can't. How much of the tournament have you been able to watch so far? What stood out to you? I haven't watched a ton of it. Uh, I, I love some of the upsets. Sitting here and you're watching Kennesaw State take a huge lead, and you're going, okay, I know that's not going to last. Oh. Right? So, um, you know, so some normal stuff, but I, I just love the competition and the purity of it, to be honest with you. It's the best. There's nothing better than this time of the year with the NCAA tournament. We're watching it all, taking it all in at Max in downtown Alton, Illinois. Come on out, say hello, grab yourself a drink, watch the games along with us. We'll be here until 6 o'clock. Curbs, I do want to talk about the Blues with you, and there was the news yesterday that Jordan Bennington has now been suspended for two games. I know you talked with Alex and Anthony Stalter about that yesterday. I wanted to get to the other news related to that, though, which is that Joel Hofer is expected to start in net for the Blues tonight. What are you hoping to see from the young goaltender? Uh, you know what? I, I think he's just earned it, to, to be honest with you. So I don't – you guys know me enough now. I, I don't come in with, when, when guys, young guys come into the lineup with a whole lot of expectations, other than just to really be curious on how they react to things. I think we saw him last year in San Jose with a great performance uh, – He's earned it. He was, what, third in the league in wins with 22, second in the league with four shutouts down there in the American Hockey League and really helped fuel a, a Thunderbird rise in the standings. So, you know, this is a guy that's played 90 games now in the American Hockey League. He's got a one-way contract for next year. So I, I did ask Craig Berube if it was difficult uh, from a decision standpoint because you've got Thomas Grice who's saying, hey, if Bennington's not available, I should be the guy. And, and you would expect that. But they have an opportunity now to see what he could do, uh, especially against players like Ovechkin and Backstrom and Kuznetsov and Oshie. And I think they're excited for it. So, again, I don't, I don't know what, what quote-unquote expectations I have, but I am looking to see how he handles just uh, the overall game tonight. Do you believe, Curbs, that next year it's Joel Hofer and Jordan Bennington? Well, yeah, that's, I mean, that, that's, that's already contracted. So unless something changes, Alex, in the – uh, unless something changes in the um, in the off season by a trade or something like that, then uh, I think without a doubt uh, it's going to be those two guys. Well, but that's, Kirk, because, that's because Hofer, of course, is under a one way contract for next year. Right. We're talking to Chris Kerber, the voice of the Blues, here on 101 ESPN. Uh, Kerbs, they have made a couple of lineup changes for tonight. You'll have Logan Brown and Josh Levo with uh, Nathan Walker. That's the expectation, at least, on that fourth line. I did want to ask you about something we've been talking about briefly, which is the defensive pairings. I I'm not saying that anybody is, like, losing their job or anything, but I am curious here. Colton Pareko uh, has been working with Nick Letty, and if you look at any of the numbers, it, it hasn't been great this season. Since Marco Scandella has returned, I've been impressed by what he's done in the lineup curbs. 
and the way that they utilized those guys last year, they did a lot of basically platooning, where they would start Colton Pareko mostly in the de defensive zone. They've been doing that with Marco Scandella since his return. Do you think we're going to see Scandella paired with Colton Pareko at some point here in the not-too-distant future? Yeah, that's an interesting one, uh, because they, they've really liked they really liked uh, Scandella with Falk. And I think the reason is, you remember, it used to be Tori Krug a lot with Justin Falk. So Krug would be the guy jumping up, and Falk would be the guy getting back. Well, by putting him with Scandella, Scandella's the guy staying back, and, Krug, and, and Falk now is the guy going forward. So for the rest of this year, yeah, you might see that a little bit, Brandon. It's, it, you know, we've seen some good Scandella, you know, Pareko playing as well. But uh, – for me, the one thing I've been impressed with with Scandella, it, it, it just looked like a calmer defensive group with him in there, hasn't it? He's brought some physicality. I mean, and, and again, we'll go back to the expectations questions. How does a guy get in there, you know, and what do you expect after missing so many games and then or so? Now that he's played 10 games or so, you're starting to see more of that physicality come in there and go with it. And here's the thing. I mean, this is where, this is where the defensive stuff they, they have to figure out over the course of this year because if you're going to make more room for Tyler Tucker next year, where does a Matt Kessel continue to grow and step in? How does a Scott Perunovich, if anything, play into it? All of the guys that they're going to have, I believe, except for Kessel, may have the clear waivers next year. So there's going to have to be some sorting out of this defensive parent because I just don't see you coming back with every single one of them uh, for the start of next season if you're going to free up some room for some young defensemen to grow. Curves on the offensive side of things, specifically the power play, as you talk about opportunities and sorting things out, you know, we've talked a lot this season about lacking that one-time threat on the power play. We saw Yakub Verana take one of those one-timers, albeit it was right in front of the net from the pass from Cairo the other night. Could next season be the opportunity where you have two legitimate one-time threats with Verana being one of them and maybe Cairo or Buchnevich being the other? Listen, I think you've had one-time threats this year. I just don't know that the design of the power play has been designed for that, or they've had that attitude of using that one-timer. Falk is great with it from the blue line. Obviously, when Pareko gets a chance, he can do it. Um, Kairou over on the far side, where Perron was really good at it. We've seen him be effective with it. And, and yeah, where you saw Verona score that one-timer power play goal in the last game, that's not a typical one-time spot for a, a forward like that, but... Um, listen, I agree with you. Whether it's Verona, whether it's somebody else, the one-timer has to become a more prominent part of the power play, like it was the year before when they were 27%. Teams are just too good adjusting defensively with their sticks. They're just too good in the goaltenders getting over. And, and it's sometimes, guys, it's not also just the guy shooting the puck. The passes have to be better. The, the passes have to be where the guy can one-time it. And I, and I think that's got to be a focus, too. But all in all, I think you're right, Alex. Somewhere in there, the one-timer just has to be more prominent. We're talking to Chris Kerber for just another couple of minutes here on 101 ESPN. Always appreciate him uh, giving us the time here on the show. Kerbs, I wanted to ask you about a guy who has just been so damn good for the Blues this season, and that is Pavel Buchnevich. You look at what he's done specifically in his last, like, 15 games or so. He has 23 points, including eight goals in that stretch. He's now on pace this season, Curbs, for 30 goals, or excuse me, 28 goals, 75 points, and a plus 13 when he's on the ice, which is impressive given how much the Blues have been outscored this season. I looked this up yesterday. I wanted to get your thoughts to put it into context because you've watched so many of these Blues teams. You've covered them over the years. 
if Buchnevich puts up that season, he will become the only Blues forward not named Pavel Dimitra to put up back-to-back -back seasons of 25 or more goals, 75 or more points, and at least, at least a plus 10 on the ice. Again, that's in back-to-back -back seasons, 25-plus goals, 75-plus points, and a plus 10 on the ice. Curves, when you think about some of the best all-around forwards in the NHL, is Pavel Buchnevich adding his name to that list? Oh, he absolutely is. Those are some great numbers, Brandon, and that backs up what we've seen. Over a point a game guy since coming to the Blues. Full 200-foot game. Power play, penalty kill, and now trying to figure out how to be a centerman again in the National Hockey League while being effective. And he's probably a little frustrated that his scoring chances are down because he's dishing the puck a little bit more, and he's still finding a way to pick up points. So, yeah, he absolutely is. I, it was funny. I was writing some nuggets about him down today being, you know, that he's got a, another 10-game point streak going. And the only – the only other two players in the history of the Blues that had a 10-game point streak in each of their first two years with the franchise were Brett Hull and Adam Oates. And Hull did it eight times. Hull did it three times in a row. I'm, I'm sorry. Hull did it eight times in a row. Oates did it three times in a row. But it just shows you how good he is. I, I look at that. I look at the Rangers and the fact that they had cap space. I still don't know how the New York Rangers made that trade or why when they did. And I'm glad they did because I think he's going to grow into a leadership role. I thought he led with a burn under his saddle the last game in a terrific way. I thought he led with intensity on the ice. He wants to win, and, and his personality is a bit infectious around these guys. He can be pretty doggone funny. So, yeah, you're absolutely right there, Brandon. I think without a doubt you've got to talk about him being, you know, one of the best two-way forwards in the league. He's Chris Kerber. You'll hear him on the call tonight for Blues versus the Washington Capitals. That one will have the puck drop at 6. Alex will have your pregame coverage starting at 5 o'clock. Curbs, we appreciate the time, man. Enjoy yourself this weekend out in D.C., and we'll talk with you again soon. All right, fellas. Have an awesome weekend. Thanks. See you, Curbs. Absolutely. Same to you. That is Chris Kerber, the voice of the Blues, joining us here on 101 ESPN. Always appreciate him joining us here on the show.